And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, the starting lineup with Travis. And uh, Cleveland Rocks, no, not as far as I can. Kumbaya, and it's good. And- it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. of the uh, started a light up here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. Uh, what's happening out there, people, on this January 11th, 2024? Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here, and we're here for the next hour here on ESPN Radio. Coming up, we got a lot to uh, dive into, a lot more than expected here on a uh, Thursday. thought it would just be a ho-hum normal Thursday. Yeah. Nah, there is uh, some major things to uh, talk about including uh, some local sports uh, that's uh, going down. Last night we had a couple of games to squeeze in, and we also have some local schedule for it. Tonight we got a double dose of action on our family of networks, both Altima teams in action. So we'll hit up on that as well as we will uh, take a look at uh, some conference tournaments uh, coming up uh, that's going to be starting uh, next week for the NTC girls and also uh, the uh, Little Illini. Uh, conference just released their uh, boys brackets and we'll take a look at the girls brackets as well and uh, there was some uh, new polls that came out uh, yesterday in a boys and girls basketball we'll see where our area teams stand we have a new number one in a class 1a in the associated press so uh, we'll hit up on uh, that for sure and we'll also take a look at uh, some more basketball it's going to be basketball themed here besides uh, some other uh, football coaching news that went down uh, yesterday and today and uh, we'll be hitting up on uh, some uh, college basketball this is just crazy we haven't even hit we're only in January and we already have chaos and we'll talk about what the chaos that happened last night it just keeps continuing night after night upset after upset and uh, we'll talk about it so should the Illini be on upset alert Potentially, mm. you know, uh, Sparty coming to town uh, tonight there in uh, Champaign, the State Farm Center. And, of course, that is right here on 98.9, the game. We'll mm-hmm. have coverage for you a little bit uh, later on as a late tip-off tonight. 8 o'clock will be the tip, so that means 7 o'clock will begin the uh, pregame show uh, for that. So uh, we'll take a look at that matchup, and we'll try to squeeze into some NBA basketball at some point as well. I might have to save that for the uh, podcast, but we'll just see what happens uh, there. Whatever we don't get to here in the Treasure Show, we'll get to into the podcast in some sort of a fashion uh, there. All right, uh, so uh, lots to uh, talk about here on uh, this uh, Thursday, so we need to get it started. And uh, let's uh, jump started with our first segment, and we like to call that First Things First. Before we get into the show,
first things first. And, of course, we're starting out in the world of football today because we had a lot of moving and shaking yesterday afternoon here on ESPN Radio. What a magic it was to sit in here and listen to the shows or react to the breaking news after breaking news there in the coaching ranks. It's one of those afternoons that you live for in sports talk radio and drive home radio and breaking news left and right as the first domino fell yesterday in the coaching ranks there in Seattle, actually. We had talked about on the show about Matt Aberflus staying with the Bears. More coaching news came out throughout the day, and it all started with Pete Carroll out there in Seattle. As I compared, how can Matt Aberflus keep his job? But you have Pete Carroll at his resume out and apparently going to stay within yes. the organization. Yes. Uh, but uh, he's no longer going to be patrolling the sidelines with a headset. I think this is a case, Travis, of getting up in years and wanting to spend time, not as much time, on the football field. Yeah, he definitely is getting up there in age, one of the oldest, if not the oldest coach yep. in the league. I think he is. So, oldest. yeah, in his 70s. Yep. Doesn't look like it. Yeah. No. Sounds right. Keep, keeps well for himself. But again, I mean, got good energy. Yeah, always has. You know, ever since his USC days. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's it's a it's a grind, and it's you have to think someone like him, considering how long he's been in that Seattle region as their head coach. You look at the landscape of that roster, and you probably think we're probably starting over here. Mm-hmm. Do I want to go through another re- rebuild or can I help the organization out by stepping away now and we can do it all together? Right. Yeah. That is a, a good way yep. uh, to look at it with uh, Seahawks just missing out on the playoffs saying we already do that. Uh, Geno Smith wasn't the uh, long-term answer. Uh, last year was a, a nice story and a kind of a, an unexpected out of nowhere uh, story with how uh, Gino performed, but obviously we knew that that wasn't going to last uh, forever. And mm-hmm. sure enough, it came back to reality uh, this season by them uh, missing the uh, postseason. So uh, that was a, kind of a move that not a lot of people expected because no. uh, like a few days before that, it looked like P. Carroll was going to stay on as a head coach. And that was reported that, but uh, it turns out uh, yesterday that was not the case. Which makes me think again that it's him deciding. Yeah. It wasn't the team deciding. It was him deciding. Something changed, and, and and he made the decision to step back. Again, still staying with the organization. Right. But that that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the uh, very first uh, coaching uh, domino to uh, fall yesterday. And, uh, boy, did that uh, start uh, something that opened the uh, floodgates uh, there yesterday. And that wasn't the only uh, shocking move of the day as we found out a little bit later on into the afternoon as it was reported there uh, that uh, Nick Saban held a meeting with Alabama players and told told them that he was going to be retiring. So uh, Nick Saban is out at Alabama. He is retiring and going into the night after qualifying for the semifinals and being ousted by Michigan. Yep. Uh, Nick Saban apparently told the team yesterday that he's going to retire. So Nick Saban no longer coaching in college football, apparently. Yeah. Uh, just I kind of came out of nowhere. End of an era. 
I mean, mm-hmm. 17 years at Alabama, 28 seasons, FBS head coach, 292 wins, sixth most in history, seven national titles, the most by any coach since AP Poll debuted in 1936. And mm-hmm. Travis, he won six titles in 12 season span. That is yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. And that's domination. Um, and, you know, whether you like him or you didn't like him or you thought it was good for college football, bad for college football, 104 wins against AP-ranked opponents. That is the most, second most in in the time frame is Joe Paterno at 86. So mm-hmm. he's got 20 more wins against ranked opponents yeah. than anyone else on the list. But, Travis, I know why he has decided to retire. Why is that? Because the 2023 season was the first time since 07 that Alabama didn't spend at least one week ranked number one in the AP poll. Mm. That broke a 15-season span. That's the longest in the history of the poll. Obviously, he must have thought, I I ain't got it anymore. (laughs) We're number one for one week this week. Right. I can't cut it anymore. I got to get out of here. I just don't have it. I just don't have it. 109 (laughs) weeks at number one Mm. for Nick Saban. Just, just for Nick Saban, okay? 109 weeks. Mm-hmm. Ohio State in that same, since 1936, has been number one for 105 weeks. So mm-hmm. Nick Saban, 109. Ohio State, 105. Wow. He has been number one more weeks than Ohio State has their whole career. Wow. Their whole existence. Wow. That's just amazing mm-hmm. uh, right there. So... Uh, obviously one of the uh, greatest uh, to ever do it in uh, the uh, uh, college ranks, and maybe you combine that to the pros as well. But, uh, yeah, yeah, what a career just uh, at, at uh, Alabama alone had that extra national championship uh, with LSU. So uh, seven national championships to his credit. He is going to be, Travis, the perfect example of a college football coach Yeah. in that he could not do it in the NFL. Right. He could not, not get it done. His coaching tree has been pretty successful in the NFL, but for whatever reason, and I think it's because, as we talked about, he loved the recruiting part of it. Mm-hmm. He loved going into kids' houses and talking to their parents and talking to their kids. He was on record saying that. Yeah. You can't do that in the NFL. No. There's no recruiting in the no. NFL. And I think it just, it just didn't click. Right. So, um, yeah, riding off into the sunset. Is this a new day in the SEC? Is this is this the dawning of a new SEC? Is Alabama roll tide? <laughs> Are we done? I mean, if you ask some uh, Crips and Tide fans there yesterday, uh, apparently there's a statue of Nick Saban somewhere, and they kept putting flowers and yes. uh, oatmeal cakes yes. uh, there. Like, the man is dead uh, rather than just retired or whatever. If you ask those people, they probably say that we're, we're cooked. But they probably said the same thing when Bear Bryant left. <laughs> I'm sure. And it took a little while. I'll give you that. It took a little yeah, while. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I think that. The, the Alabama athletic department will have some people knocking on their door wanting to coach that team. Right. And even though it kind of came out of nowhere to us, maybe it didn't come out of nowhere to yes. Alabama. Yes. They probably knew more than we did yep. and whatnot. Uh, so, 
uh, yeah, obviously Nick Saban is going to leave a legacy uh, there with uh, molding men and getting people to uh, the NFL uh, there and winning national championships. And kind of also has been uh, if you are a struggling coach, potentially you come there to Alabama and you kind of resurrect your career, get things all back on the right track. Uh, the Texas head coach is a perfect example of that. Uh, Lane Kiffin as well. He's been kind of molded about of potentially uh, filling Nick Saban's no, role. Not leaving Old Miss to go to Alabama, Travis. That would. Well, I mean, you know. Don't forget, Nick Saban, one year at Toledo, went nine and two. He coached four years at Michigan State. A lot of people don't I remember that. Forgot about From that. Ninety-five yeah. to ninety-nine, uh, he went thirty-four, twenty-four, and one. Then LSU for four years, where he went forty-eight and sixteen from two thousand to four. The Dolphins for two years, oh five to oh six, where he was fifteen and seventeen. Mm. And then Alabama, where he was two oh one and twenty-nine. Yeah. Something clicked in Alabama. I'd say so. So. Which was not a powerhouse when he got there. Let's be honest. No, it wasn't. Nope, but he uh, leaves it definitely in a better place uh, than he found it, that's for sure. And uh, whoever takes over, good luck to you. You don't want to be the guy to follow the guy. I'd say so. Uh, But you are set up for success with the facilities and whatnot, but you also got the uh, pressures. So I'm sure a lot of opposing coaches in the SEC opposing teams are kind of uh, happy, but you're kind of sad for what he did to the game of college football and whatnot. And it's also a no no, uh, coincidence that is uh, with NIL being more prevalent than it ever has been. Of course, he's been a, a big detractor of that, and also with a transfer portal as well, maybe not as much, but uh, definitely the NIL, not a big fan, and also I would guess probably not a big fan of the playoff expanding yes. to 12 teams as well. So uh, you got out when it was good. Sure, maybe ESPN and the networks would have wanted him to announce this ahead of time so they could uh, have a year of celebrating Nick Saban or whatnot or but that's Something not like that, the Nick but Saban way. No. You know, as much as we talked about, he was not flamboyant. He was not – he was kind of an understated coach. Yeah. He really didn't want a lot of the, the headlines. No. He, he didn't want a lot of the fanfare or whatnot. That's why it was uh, kind of surprising that during this college football season that he enjoyed uh, the Pat McAfee show uh, weekly. Like, that's just not something uh, that Nick uh, normally – uh, did and uh, just so you know that this morning uh, Nick Saban did retire yesterday, but he did show up to work today. Ah, of course he did. You know, you just gotta. I guess you gotta say goodbye, or you gotta, I guess you gotta personally clean out your office or whatnot. But that just goes to the Nick Saban mentality. You retire one day and then you show up to work the next morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we all could be like a little Nick Saban uh, there. And then this morning, uh, something. Another coaching change that uh, happened that maybe we all thought was going to eventually come out and it finally broke this morning uh, that it looks like the uh, Patriots and uh, Bill Belichick is uh, parting ways uh, there. So uh, SportsCenter covering that uh, press conference right now, addressing the media and whatnot. But uh, So you have Nick Saban, the GOAT in college football, maybe in general coaching ranks, but then you get Bill Belichick, one of the winniest mm-hmm. coaches in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He's now uh, gone and out of New England. And what I find interesting, Travis, is, as you said, gone and out, not retiring. No. He's looking for another job. 
Mm -hmm. And the fact that, you know, we've seen this in the past with coaches being traded. We saw Sean Payton kind of get traded out to Denver. Denver had to, um, I think it was some draft picks. We've seen stuff like that happen in the past. The fact that this was not something like that, where the Patriots aren't getting anything out of it. No. It makes me wonder how bad the relationship had gotten. Yeah. Between Belichick and Kraft. That's the only thing I can think of. Because otherwise, I would think that the Patriots would want to get something for wherever it is he's going. Mm-hmm. And have a, maybe a little bit of control over where he's going as well. Maybe right. that's what Belichick didn't want. Maybe he didn't want them to have control over where he goes. I don't know where he's going next. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his next stop is. I do think he will coach because he wants to break that record. I think he's 13 wins away. Yeah, I say he's pretty close. He wants to, he. You want to break that. Mm-hmm. So now the, the the next talk is as as a lot of people are you know a- advancing and and moving on. The next talk is where next. Yeah. Where does he go next? Right. There's a lot of places that could use a good coach. Mm-hmm. Too bad one announced yesterday they're keeping their coach. <sighs> Can they go back on that? Not now you can't. <laughs> Not now you can't. After two days of deliberation, we can go back on that, right? I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> every coach is lining up. Or every team, I should say. Is lining up. I, w- I would definitely think. should. You should at least make. It's kind of like we talked about with with Otani. You at least got to kick the tires. Mm-hmm. You at least got to call and kick the tires and see what's there. Yeah. I I the the name the team I keep hearing Travis that I, would intrigue me is Atlanta. I've heard that too. Yeah. Atlanta, especially if they get a quarterback in there, Justin Fields. <laughs> that would be a fun place, I think. And that division's so wide open. You can grab that. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think it would happen. I think it'd be fun if he went to the Jets. <laughs> that won't happen. You say, well, be... they need to get rid of Asala first. Yeah, and that's not going to happen. Probably not. I think it'd be fun if he went to Tampa Bay hmm. and literally followed Brady. <laughs> yeah. I think they're pretty happy at Todd Bowles. They there, are. Though. They are. That's why it won't happen. Um, Seattle? Does he go to Seattle? Mm, no, he just talked about uh, a rebuild. Yeah. I so I don't think they would be a part of that. Rebuild. No. So the the other team I've been hearing a lot of, Travis, the two teams, Dallas and Philly. Yeah. I've heard Philly kicked around. Sky's falling and they're already yeah. ready to get rid of their head coach. Yep. And Dallas, <sighs> that would be a Jerry Jones move. Even though, as I talked about yesterday on the show, that should not be a Jerry Jones move because that's not how – he is successful right and jerry jones seems like the type for sure that wants all the power yes and bill belichick is the same way exactly uh with uh, both having his hands in general manager duties plus the head coach so let me ask you this travis does he take a year off Hmm, maybe does he take a year off reset the batteries and then there may be a opening in a certain chicago team including a gm who is on the hot seat (laughs) Uh, yeah, I could totally see him right? taking taking a year off. Take a year off, reset the batteries, recharge it. Yeah. Because a lot of teams, you know, he's got to go somewhere where he can slot in pretty quickly and be successful mm-hmm. to get this to get the record. Right. And a lot of those teams are still playing pl- football mm-hmm. because they're in the playoffs. 
Right. There's not like a team that was like, oh, so close to making it. And they were a really good team. But, you know, there were there were eight teams that had 10 wins. So it's hard to that's not there. Maybe Jacksonville. Hmm, maybe. But I think they're pretty happy with their coach. Yeah. So I think they're fine with that. With Doug now, Peterson. Before we, we move on from coaching, Travis, mm-hmm. I'm going to throw a wrinkle in here for you. And it goes back okay. to the first one you said that we talked about with Pete Carroll. Mm-hmm. Does Harbaugh go back to the West Coast? 49ers head coach before? You don't think he would we would want to go back and play against them? Mm. With how it ended there? Yeah. Maybe. Building program? Hmm. I think the Chargers situation on the West Coast is a better possibility situation. At least the Chargers have a franchise quarterback. But maybe for whatever reason he doesn't like Justin Herbert. Maybe he wants to draft his own quarterback. He wants to build somebody. You know, if that means that he goes to Seattle and uh, drafts uh, J.J. McCarthy uh, there for the next guy, go right ahead. <laughs> You'd be fine with that. I'll be right okay with that yes. for the Seahawks potentially to be in the cellar of the West where they belong. Yeah. Yeah. So I was not upset by the news that Pete Carroll I didn't think is so. uh, parting ways. I, I figured you'd be pretty happy with stepping that. Stepping down. Yeah. Yep. So, um, again, I, I, I think this is the most we've talked about coaching, right? In a really long time. Yeah. What a the past day. Two days. I mean, what a day. You know, starting around here with Eberflus uh-huh. yesterday. Yep. And then everything that happened, you know, yesterday Nick and today, Saban, just Bill Belichick. Yep. Same time. It's crazy. And uh, just as we uh, started the uh, show, a uh, popular name to potentially replace uh, Nick Saban at Alabama was Dan uh, Lanning uh, there from uh, Oregon. And he just posted a, a video, a hype video, uh, saying that he's not leaving. Oh, okay. So if you're afraid that your coach is leaving, come join us, he said. So hmm. it looks like he's ready to run through a brick wall in Oregon, smoking a cigar at the so end as well. Travis, you think uh – uh, is there any chance that Illinois loses their head coach to Alabama? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Coach Bielema is pretty safe. Okay. okay, cool. I don't think we have to worry about good, that. Good, good, good. Or any part of our coaching staff no, uh, no, uh, there, for that matter there. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we have talked a lot about coaching the last couple of days. But so be- Before we get out of here, Travis, just think really quickly about all the championships that just retired yesterday. I know. Pete Carroll. Two national championships at USC, even though I know they don't count. They count to me. Um, <laughs> he didn't win a Super Bowl with the Seahawks. Got close. Decided not to run hey, the football. Hey, he did. throw it instead. Did he win one? Yeah. They destroyed the Broncos. That's right. I always forget the second matchup. Yeah. Where the Broncos. Yeah. Okay. So, there's three. You got mm-hmm. Nick Saban's 12. Seven national championships. Whatever. Felt like more than that. <laughs> but, I mean, we're talking about 15 national championships retired in and less than 24 hours. I was including the Super Bowl championships with Belichick. Yeah. In less than 24 hours. That has to be the most championship winning coaches. Like, most championships retiring in a single day. Right. Yeah. We're moving on. Definitely, no doubt. So, uh, lots of uh, things happening there in the coaching over the past 72 hours uh, there. 
All right, so we move along here, and we move along into some local sports. A couple of games from the local schedule last night, uh, but we'll set the schedule for tonight here, especially on our family of networks as well. We got a doubleheader coming up, so we'll talk about that coming up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Mike. Hey. He's getting a quick haircut at the local barber school. It's only five bucks. How bad can it? Oh! Yikes. Don't be like Mike when it comes to weed first time. And plan ahead with Status Herbicide. It delivers elite corn safety and reliable performance, so you don't have to deal with more problems than you bargained for. No, 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 no. Status Herbicide from BASF. Always read and follow label directions. Here at Eubinger's Furniture, Sherry thinks it's time to shake things up with her huge January clearance sale. So now she's taken even more off all of Eubinger's in-stock merchandise. Some discounts as much as 50% off. So shop quickly before these one-of-a-kind deals are gone forever. Only at the January clearance sale with up to 50% off. Only at Eubinger's Furniture where the deals are worth a drive. Highway 50 East Flora. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world, but together we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms at plot.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. If you're just tuning in, this is Fan 23, Fansville's number one sports radio station. Brought to you by Tasty Dr. Pepper. We are settling the great debate, best third quarter snack, hot dogs or nachos. You know my mantra, Doug. Uh, yes. Meaty Meaty early, early, cheesy late. late. Well, it looks like we have a caller here to weigh in. Is this Chuck? Popcorn in the third is the move. What? You go with passive snacking after halftime. No, it's nachos. Look, as long as there's an ice cold Dr. Pepper there to wash it down, I'm good with either. Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. And now, now here's the thing. I was just looking at ESPN. They have their team stats, and I almost choked on the water I hadn't drank yet because it says for the Saints, they've given up nine points per game. That's it. The starting lineup. That is not right. It's just the playoffs. No. It's, it's cumulative of the season, I believe. Well, maybe not. It's just the playoffs. No, because they give up. Okay. It is. You're right. Okay, never mind. Don't listen to me. I'll be sitting over here being quiet. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, start of the light-up here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Set up on uh, some uh, local sports, local schedule uh, from uh, last night. They had a game that was uh, moved up to uh, Wednesday night. This was supposed to take place tonight, but 
instead of they moved it up to uh, yesterday as in girls basketball it was FEM taking down a Paris 44 to a 38 of there as FEM jumped out to the 10 to 5 lead in the opening quarter and uh, Paris kind of came back to him there in the third quarter but ultimately uh, FEM did enough there in the first half to uh, win there it was uh, Wolf leading the way for FEM. She had a 13, uh, Austin, and a Donaldson both were right behind uh, her with seven points apiece uh, for them. Uh, Watson led the way for Paris uh, there with uh, 12 points. Uh, Clark was almost in uh, double figures uh, there, but uh, FEM picking up the win over the uh, Paris Tigers. Um, there. Yeah, big win. Yeah, a nice win. 17 and 4, the uh, um, FEM girls are uh, now. And Paris, they dropped to a 13 and 8 on the season. Uh, elsewhere in a girls' basketball last night, we also had Nicomas pick up the win over Shelby, 59 and 2 of 42. And uh, South County over Gillespie, 77 and 2 of 49. Uh, last night in a boys basketball, it was a St. Elmo Brownstown picking up the win over Indenburg, and that one was a 65 to a 55 a final score. Uh, St. Elmo jumped out to the 21 to a 13 a lead after one quarter. Uh, St. Elmo also put up 22 points in the second, 25 in the third. Uh, Indenburg put up 24 in the third quarter there, but uh, that was uh, the only uh, quarter that was relatively close uh, there and. Uh, St. Elmo ended up winning by 10 uh, there. Uh, Schwab led the way. Uh, he had 19, and Atwood finished with 18 uh, for St. Elmo and another W uh, for them. They've been doing really good uh, this season mm -hmm. as uh, St. Elmo uh, there. So uh, they picked up a uh, another dub there. Last night, I wanted to uh, double check to see what their record was. Uh, the season fourteen and three, the Eagles are this season. Yeah, kind of flying under uh, the radar a little bit. Um, and also, uh, South are uh, in South Central Conference. We had a couple of uh, games there. We had Staunton went over uh, Civic Memorial forty nine to uh, forty four was the uh, final score, and uh, that was it from uh, last night in uh, the local uh, world and uh, local sports for tonight in uh, girls' basketball. We got Topolis. Uh, they're hosting uh, Flora uh, in uh, the NTC. We got some NTC matchups here. We got uh, South Central traveling to Windsor to take on Windsor's two straws. Uh, St. Anthony is at Neoga, and that game is only going to be a one game. That's only a varsity-only game there in Neoga tonight. And we also have a, a big conference matchup for the uh, Lady Indians as it's Altamont in Brownstown to take on a Brownstown, a St. Elmo. And due to the uh, boys' coverage over on a Jack FM, we had to uh, switch that game over to WCRA. Uh, but we will be uh, bringing you uh, that tonight in Brownstown. Looking forward to that one. Should be a great game there in Brownstown, a very important conference matchup. And, uh, you know, a string of tough games here coming up. For Altamont first tonight with the uh, the Brownstown and then on Saturday with Tuscola. So back-to-back -to -back tough games coming up for Altamont. Mm -hmm. As uh, Brownstown in this season, a 10-3 and out of the year and 3-1 and in the NTC. Uh, Brownstown, we talked about the boys kind of flying under the radar. We'll also have the Bombers 
as well on the girls' side. They picked up an impressive win against Nioga on December 14th, and that was by two in overtime. Uh, the only loss uh, so far in a conference there was to uh, Dietrich, and uh, Dietrich's been kind of the uh, bomber's kryptonite as that's yep. the second time that they fell. They also fell in a Thanksgiving tournament as well. So um, I'm really looking forward to to that, see how Brownstown uh, stacks up and uh, see if Altamont can continue uh, their winning streak and yep. continue some momentum uh, going into the conference tournament next week. Absolutely. And St. Anthony Yoga is always fun yep. as well tonight. Uh, and also elsewhere, we have Mattoon at Decatur MacArthur. Uh, Springfield, uh, Sigurd Griffin is at Muhammad Seymour. Arcola is hosting in Cumberland of Villa Grove at Tri-County. Uh, we also got Argent at Sullivan of Blue Ridge at Heritage and Cerro Gordo hosting Arthur. A little line tonight, we got Alney at a Newton, Tuscola at a Clinton, uh, Decatur St. Teresa at Central A&M, Macon Meridian hosting Warrensboro Latham, uh, Gillespie at Vandalia, Stone at Hillsboro, Piasol hosting Greenville, Pena at Carlinville, North Mac at Litchfield. And we do have some boys basketball tonight as well on a Thursday. Apollo has three conference matchups tonight. Muhammad Seymour at Mattoon. Mount Zion hosting Charleston. And Mount Zion will try to continue their undefeated run they're on here in the, in the season. And FEM will be traveling to Taylorville tonight to take on the Tornadoes. And we also have one matchup in the NTC. We also have Altamont hosting Hillsboro here on a Thursday. And that coverage is over there on Jack FM uh, this evening for Altamont Boys Basketball. And uh, they're trying to keep uh, their winning ways going on right now. Four-game winning streak for them. Just picked up uh, win number 10 uh, the other night uh, there against Central A&M and uh, Hillsboro. Uh, they uh, come in to tonight's contest 7-11 and on uh, the year uh, there. So... Uh, we'll see what happens tonight with the Indians and Hilltoppers uh, there this evening. And like I mentioned, we'll have coverage of both Altamont games uh, tonight on a family of networks. Yep. And uh, I mentioned that uh, we'll have uh, the conference tournaments uh, coming up here uh, really shortly. wanted to uh, take a, a peek at a couple of those uh, here on the uh, girls' side in, in the NTC with uh, the tournament starting there on a Monday, and that's uh, South Central and North Clay matching up on the first game of the day there in Beecher City, and uh, that's at 10 a.m. Uh, St. Anthony matching up with Windsor Stu Straws at 11:30 a.m. Uh, Brownstown and St. Elmo is against the six seed Cowden Herrick Beecher City at one o'clock on Monday, and Yoga, the four seed against the five seed Dietrich there at 2:30, and Altamont's first game is not until uh, Tuesday night at six o'clock. Uh, there and they kind of stagger the games on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday uh, this year, and obviously Championship Day on uh, Saturday mm-hmm. uh, there as well in Beecher City. Uh, also, the uh, Little Illini uh, Conference uh, tournament on the girls' side is uh, getting underway, and it's getting underway on a Saturday actually, as uh, Mount Carmel drew the number one seed as they'll take on the eight seed Lawrenceville at one o'clock, four seed in Newton against the five seed Alney at two thirty. Paris is against the seventh seed Casey at four o'clock, and then uh, Rand, uh, Robinson against the sixth seed Marshall at five thirty. Uh, there on Saturday, and they also have some uh, staggered uh, games as well on Monday and Tuesday. 
And the 7th and 5th place game will be played next Wednesday. And next Thursday will be the championship and 3rd place game in the Little Illini uh, Conference Tournament. And the Little Illini Boys Tournament uh, brackets were just released uh, yesterday. So uh, we'll take a look at that as that grows closer uh, there. But right now we'll step away and uh, we'll hit up on uh, some high school polls as the new Associated Press polls uh, came out there yesterday. And we'll see where our teams stack up in boys and girls basketball in the AP. Coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off at heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around, talk to your friends, You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. If you've been injured in an accident that wasn't your fault, we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions. They'll tell you if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-378-4750. So if you've been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, call now. Find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-378-4750 to speak with a live person now. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Tax Act can think of a million things more fun than filing taxes. Tax Act is going to name some now. Sitting in traffic. Folding a fitted bedsheet. Listening to your coworker talk about his fantasy team. Digging a hole. Digging an even larger hole next to that original hole. Unfortunately, TaxAct's filing software can't make taxes fun. But TaxAct can help you get them done. TaxAct, let's get them over with. And now. Eric Fry Sports Center update. Missouri hosts South Carolina tomorrow in the battle for the Mayor's Cup Trophy. Tigers enter at 4-5 and five, while the Gamecocks are 5-4. and four. Who really kind of cares about that game? Uh, Carson Wentz was down with a sickness as he's dealing with an illness as Indy will host the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. The starting lineup. (laughs) Welcome back in uh, to the starting lineup on 98.9 and the game. I thought that was a good one. I mean, uh, that one was... Was definitely uh, noteworthy. I I definitely wrote that down to uh, (laughs) save that one for a future bumper. On 98.9 The Game. 
Eric Fry Sports Center update. The Blues are trying to get back in the win column when they host the New York Rangers in Enterprise Center tonight. Blues are coming off a 5-1 loss to the Florida Panthers on Tuesday. The Blues now 41 points, 2018-1 record. Tonight's game begins at 7 o'clock. College basketball action from yesterday. Missouri State was crushed by Murray State 77-53. SIU beat Valpo 77-68. Tonight, Southeast Missouri State hosts Lindenwood. Eastern Illinois welcomes Moorhead State. SIU Edwardsville is at home against Southern Indiana. And Western Illinois welcomes UT Martin. The Bulls extend their winning streak following a 124-119 overtime victory against the Rockets in Chicago. Kobe White led all scorers with 30 points, dished out a team-high 8 assists. Nikola Vucevic tallied a double-double with 18 points and 15 boards. And Zach Levine had 25 points and grabbed 13 rebounds as well. Chicago's down one three straight. They're ninth in the Eastern Conference at 18-21. They host Golden State tomorrow night. The Blackhawks try to snap a cold streak when they visit the Winnipeg Jets at the Canada Life Center tonight. Blackhawks have dropped 6 of 7 after falling to Edmonton 2-1. Chicago currently 12-27-2. And Connor Bedard is going to be out for a significant amount of time. 6-8 to eight weeks as he suffered a broken jaw in a recent loss to the New Jersey Devils after he was hit from defenseman Brendan Smith. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, sports on our reads uh, today. All right. Uh, so it's now time for, well, let's see. You know what time it is. If I can get the computer to cooperate uh, with me today. I need Nick Saban in here to yell at the computer That's to be right. better. Potentially. Time, time for, for the polls. They're really uh, off today. Uh, but uh, let's take a look at the uh, polls for the Associated Press uh, there. And uh, let's uh, first uh, start out in uh, uh, girls of basketball uh, there. And uh, Lincoln mm -hmm. is the number one team in uh, They were a unanimous uh, selection uh, there. And uh, we also have uh, FEM coming in at uh, number 10 there. They were previously unranked last week, but uh, they jump in at 2. Uh, Mount Zion, they just miss out. Uh, they are at 9. Taylorville, they got 7 votes. Uh, Mattoon, I got 5 votes there as well. So right there, bing, bang, boom. Yep. FEM, Mount Zion, Taylorville, and the Apollo uh, right there getting votes. Yeah. And FEM getting in the polls, obviously. Yep. Good for Effingham. Having a good season thus far at 16-4. And, and uh, let's see. Uh, Bree Central is number uh, two or number one in a 2A. Somehow. Notre uh, Dame has more first-place votes. Peoria Notre Dame has five first-place votes. Bree Central only has two. But Bree Central is first. Bree's Meyer Day is second. Uh, area teams, Nashville, um, kind of five um Topolis is receiving votes they got four votes um but no one from our area made the uh the top 10 there uh, yeah Staunton also yes Staunton uh, as well getting votes and a couple of well. votes yeah uh a class of 1a you have uh Galena there still at a uh, number one uh there and Orangeville still on uh, number two uh top related change for the top three uh but Tuscola slides in there at number four. They jumped up a uh, spot, and they even received one yep. first-place vote. Yep. And then that's where we see the Altamont Indians at number five. Yep. So uh, they jumped up two spots 
in the polls, and also they received one first-place vote mm-hmm. as well. Tip of the cap to uh, whoever keeps voting. Altamont yep. number one. Yep. Appreciate, Appreciate that. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, in uh, St. Anthony, uh, they uh, moved up a spot as well to uh, number eight in the polls yep. as well. Um, and anyone else receiving votes? Brownstown has got one vote, yeah. So And Father McGivney as well. Talking about Altamont, Travis. Brownstown tonight receiving votes. Saturday, Tuscola right ahead of them in the rankings. Tough two games coming up for the Altamont Lady Indians. Yeah, and the NTC CIC shootout yes. in Altamont on a Saturday. Above four versus five. Going to be a good one. Associated Press, yep. Looking forward to that mm-hmm. one. Uh, over on the uh, boys' side in a uh, 3A, Mount Zion, like I mentioned, uh, they're 17 and 0, and they're number five uh, currently. No change uh, right now. Five, yeah. yeah, and uh, Centralia is right above them uh, there as well. I know uh, Charleston uh, just ended up uh, facing them the other night, and uh, they'll also be involved in that uh, Salem uh, tournament yes. as well. That I know FEM and Charleston are both involved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're coming up in a few weeks. Um, and then anybody else receiving votes in that category? Nope. In really, no. a 2A, I uh, got Breeze Central. Uh, they're still number one, and they got uh, six first-place votes. Uh, Peoria Manuals uh, jumps uh, Leapfrogs to Lona Unity uh, there, and Tolona just beat uh, Tuscola mm-hmm. uh, the other night. Uh, look at that. Byron yep. is at number four. There they are. <laughs> They're always here, <laughs> no matter if it's football or basketball. Football or basketball, they got a good sports program. <laughs> uh, St. Joe Ogden, uh, they uh, received 15 uh, votes there. Uh, Clinton, they're also receiving 11. Pigneyville has nine. Uh, Topless is receiving uh, five votes as well. And Lawrenceville yes. received a vote yep. as well. Um, in a Class 1A, we have a new uh, number one, and it's the Top Dogs. It's the Bulldogs of mm-hmm. St. Anthony. They received 11 of first place of votes, so they leapfrog at Tuscola. And Tuscola just picked up their second loss the other night against Tolono, and uh, so uh, they're now at number two. Still receiving uh, one first place vote, right. uh, but uh, new number one, and that's St. Anthony. Well-deserved, 15-4 on the season. Um, you know, uh, 11 first place votes. I mean, for right now, they're they're the top dogs, like you said. Right, and pretty uh, by a wide margin there, yes, 123 yes. points to Tuscola's 98. Yep. Uh, a team that I saw in Cesar uh, was Goreville, and they stayed at number five, and they also received a, a first place vote uh, there as well. And uh, that's where we leave it because yeah. no other teams in 1A are receiving votes nope. uh, there from the area. So there you go, uh, number one team in uh, the AP. Uh, the say they just moved up in the uh, Nesto rankings the other day, and now the AP uh, gives them some props as well, being number one uh, there for uh, St. Anthony. All right, so we move along here, and we keep the theme with a basketball going, and we take a look at some college basketball. Just chaos happens every single night and continue to there last night. And we'll take a look at tonight's matchups, including the Illinois and Michigan State matchup tonight at the State Farm Center. Coming up next here on the starting lineup to close us out. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. I have diabetes. I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I have asthma. I'm at risk, too. 
If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've pneumonia, continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower risk response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. This is Kareem with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Hi everyone, if you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-384-1340. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-384-1340. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-384-1340. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. Chicago Alderman George Card- Cardenas, whatever, believes the city should take drastic measures to keep the Bears in the Windy City. The starting lineup. What was that Chicago Bears guy name there? Like, ah, who cares? George Card- Cardenas. Cardenas. I don't know who that is. I was going to say, the only George I know from Chicago, George Hallis. Yes, it's the only only George that matters. Only one that matters. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, start of lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio, only here on 98.9, we'll just say a smidge, a bit uh, longer, but uh, we uh, take a look at uh, college basketball to uh, close out of the uh, show, and again, if this has any indication what the regular season is like, if this is going to have any indication what March Madness is going to be, uh, we're all in uh, for another chaotic ride, as it just seems like there's an upset Every single night, as there was a couple of them uh, there yesterday, a top 25 action, and it starts right there at the top. The number three team in the country, uh, Kansas the Jayhawks, uh, they go down against UCF uh, there, and that was a 65 to a 60 uh, final score, and you bet UCF. 
uh, rush the floor. And I also have a confession to make here as well here. What's that? Uh, I did not realize that UCF was in the Big 12. Yeah. Uh, BYU. Yeah. Houston. Yeah. No idea. Forgot. Completely forgot. Wow. TCU, for that matter, as well. Mm. But I had no idea they were in the Big 12 this year. So that was a conference game Mm. Uh, last night. First Big 12 win for UCF. Mm. And they get it against Kansas. And uh, also, uh, Hunter Dickerson is a uh, is a jerk, as well. Why's that? Uh, at the buzzer, he kind of pulled down some guy off a rebound. It's a dirty play. Well, we already knew that. Dirty play at the buzzer. Thought no one would notice, but uh, we did. Illinois did. Your favorite fan base in the whole world, Hunter. We noticed. That's why he ran away. Uh, yeah, I probably did. Uh, UConn, uh, they had no upset. They won uh, against Xavier by 5, 80 to 75. Uh, Tennessee goes down uh, last night as well. A number five team in the country, Mississippi State, got them 77 to 2 as 72 was the uh, final score. Uh, no upset here. North Carolina wins against uh, their little brother, 67 to 54 against NC State. TCU, again, they're part of the Big 12. They beat number nine, Oklahoma. 80 to 71 to pick up a Big 12 win, and a Marquette, number 11 team in the country, goes down, 69-62 against Butler, hmm. the original Cinderella, Butler. So, and number 21 Clemson went down as well. Virginia Tech over the Tigers, 87-72. Everyone's going down. Upsets all over the place, you all know. Over. Especially Marquette and Tennessee teams that beat Illinois. Yeah, that's true. So. Um, and then also in the Big Ten, uh, Wisconsin beat Ohio State 71-60. to It uh, looks like uh, Wisconsin, they're 4-0 in the Big Ten. They're off to a great start, so they look like they'll be a tough out in the Big Ten uh, this year. Uh, we'll see uh, what they got coming up a little bit later. Uh, Purdue on a February 4th, and the Illini don't play them until March 2nd mm-hmm. uh, there for the Badgers. Um, and then also we had a high-scoring uh, uh, college game. It was uh, Memphis over UTSA, 107 to 101, in overtime. And uh, both teams in the second half, Memphis scored 59 points in the second half. UTSA had 57. Ooh. No defense whatsoever Ooh. last None. night. None. <laughs> yeah, that one. Um, so uh, let's uh, look at uh, the action uh, tonight in the top 25. Only a couple ones here. Uh, FAU, uh, they're hanging on to the top 25. They're at number 24. They're against uh, Tulane. Uh, you also got number 23 against Zaga. They're against uh, Santa Clara there. And the other top 25 matchup is uh, Illinois, of course, as I have to get into the routine and I don't have to look elsewhere. Uh, at a Big Ten schedule. I can just look at the top 25 schedule uh, to see Illinois. This is not football after all. Uh, Michigan State coming down tonight at the State Farm Center against the number 10 Illini. They slid one spot down after their loss against Purdue. Uh, in Illinois, three-and-a-half point favorites uh, tonight. They're against Coach Izzo and Sparty mm-hmm. coming down tonight. Late tip-off, 8 o'clock tip-off. Don't like those, but... That's what we got. And uh, Michigan State is uh, coming off a loss on a Sunday as they lost to Northwestern, 88-74. to But that kind of snapped that five-game winning streak that they were on 
Of course, uh, Sparty started off the season disappointedly with that overtime loss against James Madison, and then a couple games later, uh, they lost to Duke and lost to Arizona as well. Uh, Wisconsin's beat them, so they have a couple of uh, good losses on the resume, but obviously they came in in the top 25, top 10, and they've kind of free-falled uh, there. But I say free-falled for Coach Izzo's standards, 9-6. and six. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> exactly a free fall uh, there, but it does kind of scare you that uh, Michigan State is only a three-point underdog here on the road uh, there. Of course, uh, they are uh, their leading scorer is a Tyson Walker uh, for them, uh, though. Uh, and uh, currently, right now, Illinois riding a, a three-game series win streak against uh, Michigan State there, dating back to 2021 of course, uh, there. So we'll try to continue the luck tonight mm-hmm. there in Champaign. 8 o'clock tip, 7 o'clock will begin our coverage right here on 98.9. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow to uh, recap that game. We'll be uh, back to uh, get you set for the NL playoffs, the Super Wild Kid uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. And we got to have Pick'em, of course, and uh, see whatever else we can come up with on uh, tomorrow's show but uh to uh, the uh podcast switch things over there we got uh, this date in sports history uh, coming up as basketball talk as well coming up on uh, the show but coming up next here on espn radio is a uh, carlin versus joe which i wonder what they'll talk about nick saban but check find out next here on espn radio thanks for listening Welcome in to the uh, starting lineup. Uh, welcome to overtime, I hope. I am hope I'm recording this. The uh, computer is just, I'm about to throw it out the studio. Yeah. About ready. We got, it looks like we're getting a new TV outside. We are, we're about ready to get a new computer uh, in here today, too. This is really aggravating the last part of the show. Uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here to start overtime, and we got some more uh, basketball that I wanted to uh, touch yeah, on. Me too. And also I uh, wanted to get to the state in uh, sports history mm-hmm. as well. But yep. before we get to any of that, is there anything on sports center you wanted to hit on? Yeah, we have a couple more details on the official signing of Imaga with the Cubs. Yeah, as I say, it made it official. Yes, it is official. We got some he details. the physical. It's official. Yeah. Um, he's going to be with the Cubs through at least 2027. MLB.com is reporting that the contract with the Cubs is worth $53 million over the next four seasons. Additionally, Chicago will have a fifth-year team option worth $27 million Chicago can accept after either the 2015 or 2016 seasons. Imago went 7-4 and four with a 280 ERA in 148 innings in the NPB last season. So, again, still, that is a steal. 53 mil when he was projected to get 100. Yeah. That's a steal. Hmm. So I'll take that, and it leaves your pocketbook open for other people. Cody Bellinger. Looking <laughs> the Michigan Wolverines are set to celebrate their national championship. Michigan announced that the parade and celebration to honor the football team's national title will take place on campus on Saturday at the president's house and travel down State Street. We're wrapping up at Schlembecker Hall. There will be a celebration inside the Chrysler Center beginning at 7 p.m. Eastern. The Wolverines are celebrating their win from Monday. 
Yeah, I always kind of wondered if there was any sort of parades. I don't really remember any parades happening for college. There are when it's not an expected win and it hasn't happened in 70 years. I guess it's true. When it's Alabama and Georgia who do it every other <laughs> season, you really kind of get tired of going right. to the parade. Yeah. Ah, here we go again. Another parade. We want another uh, title. Another parade. Ah. I hate this. Ah. I started uh. selling those fans out in, uh, in L.A. Yeah. Or Vegas. A little bit. Uh, police in South Florida have confirmed a man was fatally shot, a 30-year-old Buffalo Bills fan, during an altercation last Sunday. The incident happened near Hard Rock Stadium after Buffalo defeated the Dolphins 21-14 on Sunday Night Football. According to Miami Gardens Police, a driver pulled out a gun and fired shots at Dylan Brody Isaac. A few blocks from the stadium, Isaac died at the scene. Detectives identified and interviewed a suspect. The investigation is ongoing. Again, I put this in here, Travis, because I feel like we have to say it at least once a month. Quit taking sports so seriously. It's sports. It's okay if your team loses. It's okay if someone else cheers for the team that beat you. You don't have yeah. to kill them over it. Yeah, definitely. It's ridiculous. Hmm. Um, the Giants and defensive coordinator Wink Martindale have mutually agreed to part ways. G-Man will keep the $3 million he was owed, and he is free to sign elsewhere without restrictions. It was reported earlier this week that Martindale was expected to resign from his job after the team fired two of his closest assistants. According to the New York Post, Martindale, quote, said his piece, got up, slammed the door, and walked out of the building after the Giants fired outside linebackers coach Drew Wilkins and defensive assistant Kevin Wilkins. I'll say this, Travis, and I don't know why. I thought that was like the name of a late night talk show host from the 90s. Yeah. Here's Wink Martindale. Kind of sounds like that, yeah. <laughs> the Tonight Show with a Wink Martindale. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, now he's another coach looking for a job. Uh, the Clippers are locking down one of their star players for the near future. Los Angeles announced it signed for Kawhi Leonard to a contract extension on Wednesday. He's performed the deals for three years and is worth $153 million. Leonard is now signed through the 26-27 season and will stay with the team he joined back in 2019. Hmm. Clippers are also having ongoing extension talks with Paul George. Wanted to keep that twosome together. That's don't, been so successful. Don't know why, but yeah. <laughs> A pair of Eastern Conference basketball teams will duke it out overseas today, Travis. The Cavaliers will square off against the Nets in the NBA Paris game at the Accor Arena. Cleveland is running a three-game winning streak and is currently being carried by Jared Allen. The center has tied seven straight double-doubles. Meanwhile, Brooklyn has lost six of their last seven games. This is the NBA's third time hosting a regular season game in Paris. The Milwaukee Bucks edged the Hornets in 2020, while the Bulls bashed the Pistons last January. Hmm, in Paris. In Paris. We. Hmm. Oui. Had no idea. We. Oui. Uh, the Knicks are hoping to have Mitchell Robinson back before the end of the regular season. According to ESPN, the center could return late in the regular season from an ankle surgery, which is a major part of the season reason the NBA denied a $7.8 million disabled player exemption in his absence. The league informed the Knicks of the decision on Wednesday, largely because NBA doctors were unable to determine that Robinson would likely be out until mid-June. 25-year-old underwent surgery in December after sustaining the injury December 8th. Mm -hmm. That's Sports Center. That's your sports center. Yep. Hmm. Alrighty. Um, so, uh, all this uh, aggravation with the computer made me uh, kind of forget about it, gloss over 
uh, something else that's kind of bizarre that's going on in the uh, Big Ten in uh, Michigan while they're celebrating uh, yeah. their football championship. Uh, their uh, basketball program is in a shambles currently right now. As I don't know what's going on with them. I know one of their last games, uh, they had one of their assistants uh, coach the game, really, while uh, Juwan Howard just kind of sat there on the bench and whatnot, which was odd. Mm -hmm. But now another development here that happened yesterday that they announced that their leading scorer, Doug McDaniel, will be suspended. And he's only suspended for road games. Suspended for the next six road games, including tonight against Maryland. But they're going to let him dress for home games. Does that make sense? The only way it makes sense, Travis, is if he lives in the dorm is under house arrest. That is <laughs> yeah, the that's, only way that makes sense. That's what some people joked. I yeah. know, but that is... Six road games. Not six consecutive games. No. Just the road games. Just the road games. Yeah. I don't know if he'll play the home games, but we he's going to dress. We don't want other fans to see him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe... Okay, all right. So weird. Stepping back big picture. Maybe he is dealing with some mental health issues and being in ruckus atmospheres triggers it for him. Um, That's maybe. the only, you know, maybe he can't can't stand other teams booing him or jeering him or whatever the case may be. And so they're going to suspend him for road games so he doesn't have to worry about it instead of just straight suspending him. I... Coach Howard just said in a statement, we have very high standards within our program, culture, and university is serving as mentors. We need to set the standards and pathways for young men to succeed. Beginning with our game at Maryland, Doug McDaniel will not travel to road games until further notice. Doug will dress for home games. However, when we're away from Ann Arbor, he will work towards meeting several academic goals he has set and needs to meet. While I'm disappointed this is not something we take lightly, this is an important step for Doug and his success as a student athlete. And uh, Howard said there will be no more further comment on the matter. So, I have 15 games a season. He's averaging 17.8 points per game, four rebounds, and five assists as well. And he also had uh, scored a couple of 30-point games against Florida and Oregon as well. And missed tonight's game against uh, Maryland. They also missed the Purdue game on January 23rd, January 30th against Michigan State. Nebraska, ah, he's going to miss the February 13th game against Illinois and February 22nd against Northwestern uh, there. So, <sighs> Michigan, Coach Howard. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, just a, a dumpster <laughs> fire of a mess. I'd say. A um, couple other things just to tidy up. Um, Quinn or uh, Ears is returning to Texas for a senior season. I saw Travis, does this affect Manning going into the transfer portal? Right. Yeah, you kind of have to figure him possibly take a look at going elsewhere. I mean, I, w I would think. So. You don't want to sit and wait too long yeah so that I, that surprises me hmm yeah but good for texas though oh yeah and it's to help his you know draft stock obviously sure he's probably gonna be one of the top picks next year because of it and mm. also travis according to sources you ready for this because you can't get enough of it 
The NBA is finalizing plans to turn the 2024 draft into a two-night event in Brooklyn. Two draft nights. would split into first and second rounds on successive nights, June 26th and 27th, <laughs> but the league must still get final approval from the National, National Basketball Players Association before the plan can be made official. The NBA and the union have been in regular conversation. Among a number of reasons for the expansion of the event include the programming for television rights partners, of course. The NBA and teams are hopeful that the hours between Wednesday night's first round and Thursday's second round will give teams more time to make trades and plan out strategies for the second night. Teams have been frustrated with the chaotic speed of the second round and believe there could be more order in the process with a day between the picks. Mm. So there you go. What are we doing? We're doing... We're doing 60-some draft picks, but we got to span it out over two days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because how many teams are in the NBA? Mm. Five, six, 30? So 60 picks? We're going to do two two days to do it? Two days. So it's going to take us, you know, 36 hours almost to do 60 picks? Mm-hmm. One every half hour. Call it good. Yeah. Is that enough time, teams, to do what you need to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's plenty of time. Unless they're expanding the draft, which they're not, this is really dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, really dumb. Like, even if you just made day two have two rounds, and you did the first round day one and the second round day two and, th- you know, rounds two and three on day two, I would be okay-ish with that. Yeah. But who they said they're doing it for their TV partner. Mm-hmm. Travis, unless you are an absolute die hard NBA fan or you have a player that you are watching, who is watching round two of the NBA draft? Right. Yeah. The ratings are gonna be awful for that. <laughs> probably probably not a lot. Because in the NBA, unlike the NFL, you know, the NFL you have good players who sometimes just because of the position, I, I think a running backs most often. You don't draft high running backs. You just no. don't. That doesn't mean that there's not good players out there that people want to watch yeah. where they go. In the NBA, there's only five guys on the court at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, for example, let's flash back a couple of years, Travis. You are the most diehard Illinois fan I know. Mm-hmm. After day one goes by and Io does not get drafted. Are you tuning in day two to see where he goes? Not about all day long, but yeah, I'll see where where they go. So when coverage starts again that night, you would tune in to see where he went. I mean, yeah, I'll tune in every so often. I won't watch it from start to finish. But well, luckily for you, he was the first pick, I think, in the second round, so you wouldn't yeah. have to watch too long. <laughs> right. But th- that's the point I'm getting at. Is yeah, and that's just because he's an Illinois guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Most of the marquee players are not going to still be around. And if they are, they're going to be in the first half of the second round, maybe. Mm-hmm. After that, it's a bunch of no-names from overseas or the G League that you never heard of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In the NFL draft, there's just so many more rounds, yes. obviously. And, uh, there's more players. Sleep- you know. There are some sleepers that, yes. you know. Stars have been known, Rock Hall of Purdy. Famers have been known to be drafted in the later rounds. Yes, so, yes. yeah. But two rounds. Yeah. When again, I mean, if you think about it, like I said, there's 60 draft picks, Travis. You could make six whole teams 
mm-hmm. out of the two rounds. Yeah. That's that's it. That's the only – I mean, there could be six teams have just drafted players mm-hmm. in the NBA. You right. could not get – you know, I, I don't know. I just think it's a really dumb idea by the NBA. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. All right. Mm. All for TV. Dumb. TV is <laughs> ruining sports, Travis. Ruining. TV's ruining America. I feel like I'm on my soapbox. I feel like I'm yelling at the clouds being old man. A bit. Jeez. Back in my team. <laughs> we played outside. Or The Rock. Uh oh. Mm. Hey. Hey. He's still, he's still electrifying audiences. Making movies. <laughs> and making movies, making of course. Making movies. All right. Do you want to do NBA? And then I got a little bit of college basketball really quickly. Yeah. Uh, last night in the uh, NBA, the uh, Celtics, they won an OT over the uh, Timberwolves, 127-2-1-1-20. to uh, Jason Tatum goes for a 45 in the win. And uh, Boston now 18-0 and there in Boston. So playing good, good at home. Good at home. Kings over the uh, Hornets pretty easily, 123 to uh, 98. Uh, the Spurs over the uh, Pistons in that battle of six wins or five wins at the time versus three wins Pistons combined for eight wins. <laughs> and it was Wimby and the Spurs, uh, 130 to 108. Yeah, he had a triple-double in like yeah, 21 minutes. His first career, triple-double. 16 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. So, even though they combined for nine wins, first career triple-double. Uh, the Pacers won over the uh, Wizards, 112-104. Uh, the Hawks with the uh, W in OT over the 76ers, high-scoring affair, 139-132. Uh, was the uh, Thunder over the Heat, 128-201-20. The Bulls got a win in overtime over the Rockets, 124-201-19. Zach Levine, some big threes, and Colby White as well. Big threes in OT, 25 points for Levine last night, 13 rebounds as well. Three assists shy of a triple-double, mm-hmm. easy for me to say. Uh, the Pelicans, uh, they take down the Warriors. They blow them out at home. And they won 141 to 105, and this was the largest defeat in uh, Steve Kerr's tenure there at home for the Warriors. So that has people all up in their feelings that the Warriors are cooked. They're done. Uh, what a run! What a run it's been, and uh, worst home loss of the Steve Kerr's career. Uh, Zion goes for 19 points in the win. Valanchunas at 21 to lead the way for the Pelicans. Uh, the Jazz, uh, they got the win over the uh, Nuggets, 124-201-11. Off night for Jokic, 27 points, 11 rebounds, only 6 assists. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Clippers won over the uh, Raptors, 126-201-20. As Kawhi just signed that extension, and uh, Paul George, big for the Clips last night. 29 points, big three. They're late in the game as well to lift them over the Raptors. Clippers 24-13 this season, and the Raptors continue their free fall after their trade. 
Uh, like Eric mentioned, we got that a Paris game coming up shortly with the Nets and Cavs. Uh, Celtics and a Bucks matching up in the first game on TNT tonight. Uh, the Bucks are actually favored by four and a half since it's in Milwaukee. Uh, and the late game is the Suns against the Lakers. Lakers favored by a point and a half. KD versus LeBron. KD versus AD. All the Ds. All, the, all, the, all of them. All the letters. LBJ. LBJ, KD, AD, KD. Yeah. Uh, Manasso. BU, Travis. C-A-R-E-D. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, we also got the Trailblazers at Oklahoma City against the Thunder, and uh, the uh, Knicks are in Dallas. Take on the Mavericks. Knicks favor by three and a half. Mm-hmm. And that one. All right, so that's all I had for the NBA. All right, just a little bit of quick college basketball before we get yeah, out of here. College, I, yeah. I want to I wanna make sure they get some proper recognition, and that is Travis, Indiana State having a great year. Michigan State, and then last night to Drake, which Drake being a conference loss is a bad one, but Drake's also 13-3 and this season. So, mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, Indiana State, Travis, trying to do something they haven't done since 2010, go back to the tournament. Mm. So we wish Indiana State luck there. Absolutely. Go Sycamores. Definitely. So that was it. That was all I had. Uh, also uh, mentioned that uh, Caitlin Clark had another triple-double. Yeah, she's closing in. Last night. Uh, her 15th triple-double of her career and the uh, fourth triple-double this season. She's closing in on the record. Um, projections are, Travis, she's going to break it. If she keeps up her career average, she'll break it against Illinois. If she keeps up her season average, she'll break it before that Illinois game. Mm. So, time will tell. We're on the lookout. But tickets for Iowa games are absolutely insane right now. I'm sure. Why not? Why not? 26 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists for Clark last night yep. against Purdue on the road. 96-71 to 71 was the final. And it was back-to-back triple-doubles as well. Um, she's just a triple-double machine. 15 and 0 is Iowa when she has a, a triple double. And just think of all those Iowa fans traveling across the state of Illinois to go see her play in Indiana when she gets drafted to Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I thought you were talking about last night. No, I was talking about when she gets drafted. Mm. Yeah. Because we know Indiana has the number one pick, so we know she's going there. <laughs> so. Uh, someone could swing a trade. No. Potentially. No. <laughs> no. Ah, uh, no. Back to would... back number one, number one picks. Her in Boston, there in uh, Indianapolis. That's a decent duo. Could turn things around. Yeah, then. yeah. With that. At least until they leave in free agency and go to New York, like everyone else does. Yeah, or Vegas. <laughs> or Vegas, one of the two. Yeah. All right, you ready for this day in history? Mm-hmm. Yep, let's go. All right, on this day in 1987, John Elway and the Broncos use the drive to win the AFC title game over the Browns. Elway and the Broncos, however, are going to lose to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Two teams you won't see in the Super Bowl anytime soon, the Broncos or the Giants. No. Uh, on this day in 2014, LeGarrette Blunt rushed for four touchdowns and 166 yards in the Patriots' 43-22 win over the Colts in the divisional playoffs. And, Travis, I remember this like it was yesterday. On this day in 2015, 
Trailing by five, less than five minutes left. Fourth and two, Tony Romo throws a ball down the left sideline to Des Bryant, who was ruled to make a catch inside the one. However, upon review, Bryant caught the ball initially, but as he reached for the end zone while falling to the ground, the ball jarred loose from his grip. It was therefore ruled not a catch. The Packers would go on throughout the remaining four minutes and change without relinquishing possessions to beat the Cowboys <sighs> in the divisional playoffs. And I will still argue it is a catch. It was a catch. It Absolutely. It was a catch. Yep, 100%. Tony Romo's best chance of winning <laughs> the Super Bowl right there, and the officials took it away from him. Yep. That was a catch. Yeah, that popped up on my uh, Facebook memories today as well <laughs> this morning, so I had some choice words to say to say about yes. that. <laughs> that was absolutely a catch. It's a catch. Mm. Yeah, I was I'm watching it I right remember now. watching that game. I'm watching it right now. It's a catch. Yeah. By the way, the only players still on the Cowboys roster from this game, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and Demarcus Lawrence. But yeah, Lawrence I, I, rem- I remember we uh, catch. I remember we were here at a local establishment here in town, and uh, our fancy buddies, we got together. We were watching that uh, live, and still a catch. Still a catch. Oh, my friend's a Packer, always, always Packer, fan, Packer fan, and he loved it. Catch, catch, mm-hmm. all the way down. <sighs> Clearly has possession right there. And that 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 angle is the the best one, the very last. Yeah, he has that ball. Uh, and even if you want to say it came out there, he still grabbed it again. Hmm. And who challenged it, Travis? McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Yep. Yep, against his former team, Wildcard Weekend. And Travis, mm-hmm. rematch of this game nine years later. Mm-hmm. Yep. So will number 88, will it come down to CeeDee Lamb having to make a catch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Green Bay? Oh, Travis. Dallas is losing It's not in game. Green Bay. It's in Dallas. Right, it is in Dallas. Dallas. I keep thinking Dallas was a wildcard team. Yeah. I, I keep forgetting the Packers didn't win the division. The Lions did. Exactly. <laughs> go exactly. Lions. Yeah, go Lions. go Lions. And we also have some potential good news for Bears fans. He's doing it. Marvin Harrison Jr. He's declared for the draft. Yep. So, uh, so much for winning uh, Big Ten Championship and beating Michigan. Nope, he's declaring for the draft. So, good news could be coming. Could be helping uh, Caleb Williams or Justin Fields. Well, he he can't help Caleb Williams and be drafted by the Bears. Eh, maybe. No, Travis, how would that work? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me a way that that is, is going to work. All right, fine. He'll come to help Justin Fields. What do you think? Here, here's what I want to have happen. Though. With Coach Harbaugh. Travis, there's a team that has failed expectations, who has a young quarterback, who has an owner who we know is an absolute moron sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's a... Do the Colts try to swing a trade to move up from 15 to try and get Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. to help out Jonathan Taylor, who they just re-signed, and Anthony Richardson? No. I think they'd try. I don't think they can get high enough to do it. But that seems like a Jim Irsay move. Yeah, could try. 
get Marvin Harrison Jr. back. He could try. Back in Indy, where his dad was. Yeah. Family. No doubt. Keep it all in the family. That's right. (laughs) Then they can get Arch the next year. Be great. But instead, he's going to be wearing a Bray 18 and a Bears uniform very shortly. I would love it, though, Travis, all, all joking aside. If we could get Marvin Harrison Jr. and Arch Manning to both be in Indy, and we can get Manning to Harrison again, can we make that happen, please? Well, Maybe the Colts would be relevant again. Arch has got to show something in college before he can get drafted. Well, yeah, we still we have a couple more years. We, we still got some years, Travis. Yeah, that gives don't. us enough time to see that Anthony Richardson isn't what he's supposed to be. So then the Colts would be in the market for a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Could get injured again, too. Could get injured again. Never Maybe know. he's injury prone. Never know. Never know. So, I just wanted to uh, close out with uh, that great news there. And uh, so, uh, we'll see him soon in uh, Chicago. Uh, that's going to do it for us. And we'll talk about the actual teams that did make the uh, playoffs. The Super Wild Card Weekend on a tomorrow's show as well as recap everything that happens tonight in the world of basketball. As well as get you set for the schedule tomorrow on the weekend. Till then, thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. Peace out.